Welcome to the Every Breath Counts podcast. My name is Ryan Sheckle, and each week I interview experts and leaders about their stories and strategies on how to optimize your mind, your body, your career, and your life so that you can make every breath count. Thank you for investing your time in the show and yourself. Now let's get started. Mark Twain said, let us endeavor so to live that when we come to die, even the undertaker will be sorry. This is part two of my interview with Sonny Von Cleveland, musician and YouTube sensation. If you haven't heard part one yet, Listen to episode 22 as he discussed how being molested as a child and turning to a life of crime earned him 18 years in prison. During that time, he spent 19 months in solitary confinement where he met a Muslim man that inspired him to change his life. In this episode, you'll learn about the power of authenticity and how you must find your identity so you can live a life in alignment with your purpose. You'll learn how to achieve greatness and success without a formal education and how work ethic and building meaningful relationships can take you anywhere. Here's a reminder that Sonny speaks passionately about his life and speaks about some topics not suitable for children. So if you're listening to this with your kids, hit pause, throw in your headphones, and listen up. If you know anybody that seems lost or depressed, send this podcast and share Sonny's contact information with them. If this is your first time here, welcome and thank you for tuning in. Be sure to click the subscribe button to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. And be sure to rate us and leave a review with the most impactful part of this episode when you're done listening. Here is part two with Sonny Von Cleveland. What a perspective change. I'm curious too, because, you know, YouTube and social media in general, right? It's, it's like these likes and these comments and you are affecting people and you're talking to people and you're influencing and inspiring people. Do you feel like, obviously you said it's rewarding and, and it's got to be such a deep personal rewarding feeling to hear the impact you make on someone. Do you think that that possibly started as you were singing in the hole and you were getting requests and starting, starting to kind of hear like this positive affirmation? What was that like the first positive affirmation that you were starting to receive was like, Hey, Sonny, you know, this kryptonite, like you're, you're doing, you're killing it in there. I love it. Make me happy. It was for sure. It was the first affirmation I've ever had from anybody in my life. Really? Uh, you know, the, it, Nobody, I don't think I've ever been paid a compliment prior to that because of who I was, you know what I mean? And so that validation was really awesome. Uh, and I think that's where I developed such a deep passion for music because I remember the first time I took a stage when I got out to do a musical performance, I was scared shitless. Like, <gasps> I've never yeah. done this before. I don't have any training. I don't have any blah, blah, blah. And so I just put myself back in the hole. In my mind, I was like, okay, you're in the hole. There's nobody actually here. And then I was able to see it as a stadium full of people. Like, I can do this. And it allowed me to perform with just raw passion and not being self-conscious of what I look like or how I sound or what people are thinking of me because nobody's really there. (laughs) I'm in the hole again. 
And that allowed me to put on just an amazing performance. And I think it really translated well with the fans and people that were there watching because the band blew up really fast. We went from, we met each other in nine days, did our first show, and then three months later signed to a label and recording an album and touring outside of the state, going to different states and doing headlining shows in in Michigan and in Chicago and in West Virginia, all over the place. Like, holy shit. It just, it works. When you chase your passion and you have unbridled belief in yourself, anything is possible. Nothing is out of the realm of achievement. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. Yeah. So how, how did you, cause look, you had a lot of stuff not going your way and you know, you're coming out of prison and how do you have that confidence? Like you say, you have this unbridled belief in yourself. Where does that belief even come from? Like you hadn't really like aggregated success in your life yet. Right. It, it comes from nothing to lose at the end uh, of the day. Okay. I'm walking out of prison with a fresh start. I realized that nobody knows me. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows my background. If I don't want them to know it, I don't have to. I'm whoever I want to be. I can be whatever I want. Some people have said like, oh, well, that's being fake. How is it being fake if you take on characteristics of who you want to be and that's who you are? That's not fake. That's changing your personality. That's changing your characteristics to be the person you want to be. And so... I came out with, I have nothing to lose. Anything that I do is better than that. Anything. Yeah. And so yeah, well, look, when you strip yourself down to nothing, I mean, that, that's absolutely, that has to be the case. And I think anytime that, that someone starts to identify with the things they have, like this is really what scares people is I'm the guy that has the fancy car. I'm the guy that has the big house. I'm the guy that has whatever it is, the, the amazing job. Well, now you're in this, now you're in this mindset of like risk management, right? Like I don't want to lose these things that, that I'm tying to my identity, but you were stripped for 19 months to nothing. It was you yourself and a cell. And there was literally, you couldn't identify as anything because you had zero, you had nothing. So I love this just, this even is a metaphor for going forward. Like if you have nothing to lose, then you can completely release all the stress of what there is that you're tying your identity to. Right. And that's something that you probably noticed a mic change. I realized that I didn't have the mic on. Um, <laughs> I, um, that's what I try to teach people that are stuck in like a state of depression or, or high anxiety or, or something out here that they feel they're failing in life. Like if you're unhappy with your life, you don't have anything to lose. Change it. Yeah. Move. Move somewhere. Oh, well, I can't. Can't means won't. Because <laughs> you absolutely can. You can pick up everything and move. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Put yourself in an atmosphere that makes you happy and eliminate. Listen, there's so many negative people in the world because like you said earlier, social media, social media is like a fucking disease, man, because everybody is just all about the like button. They'll post a picture and if they don't get 30 or 40 likes, they think people hate them and it ruins their self-confidence. 
if you just don't pay attention, I, I mean, for lack of a better term, I live in no fucksville. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's <laughs> primarily my thing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care if somebody doesn't like me. I don't care if somebody doesn't support me, doesn't believe in what I'm doing, doesn't see my dream, because you don't have to. It's me. It's my life. I'm the only one that has to live it. I'm the only one that is going to go wherever the hell we go when we die. Mm -hmm. It's my life. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. So if I don't like something, I'll change it. If you don't like something, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and look, you not only had a major change four years ago, you know, getting out of jail, you, you just decided again that you had bigger dreams for yourself. You wanted to change. You weren't tied to where you were and, and you made a big move. I mean, what's, what's the future like for Sonny now? Uh, music and, and business. I, um, I've met a wonderful, wonderful woman. And um, if there's something to be said when you meet your twin flame. I think that I have been lucky and blessed enough to meet the woman that was designed for me. Um, and when you have somebody like that, somebody that validates you, somebody that sees you for who you are, sees your potential, it just, it motivates you and pushes you to, to levels you never even thought were possible. And so the future for me is music uh, and business and happiness and motivation. That's it. That's that's solely what I live for, man, is is to help other people, to make this world a better place, to be an example for my sons. Uh something I want them to be proud of their father. You know what I mean? I want them to to look and say, That's my dad, you know, proud of that guy. And it's not easy. It, and things don't always just go my way. It's not like everything just gets handed to me. You know, like when I got out, I, I worked for a year in demolition uh, and then did some time in um, scaffolding, all union work. But I busted my ass every day. I got up every single morning and went to work. I was there 15 minutes early and I was the last dude to leave. And I busted my ass uh, to leave that impression with the people that I worked with that this is a good dude. And, um, I ended up getting a, a job with a staffing company, uh, and, and getting to know the owner of that staffing company. Uh, and he saw the potential and put me to work and I was doing really good there. I always come through whenever I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I deliver early more often than not. If I say I'm going to do it by four o'clock, I get it done by three 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yep. that type of integrity that propels you forward in life and makes people trust you. They believe in you. They trust you because you've shown it and you've displayed it time and time again. And so now this multimillionaire of this company is a great friend of mine. You know what I mean? And it's, it's about the people that you surround yourself with as well. If you surround yourself with negative, unsuccessful people, you're going to be a negative, unsuccessful person because there's nobody around you to challenge you. We have to be challenged as human beings. We have to be challenged to be better than what we are. And we surround ourselves with people that are successful, that are happy, that are doing something in life. And it challenges us to meet that requirement, to meet that status quo and, ex and, and excel past it. And that's the way I look at it. Whenever I come in and I see people, I don't see your status or your wealth. I see another human being 
who's accomplishing or has accomplished something in life that I want to accomplish. And then I, I talk to them. I study them. I learn about them. What are they doing? How are you doing it? And then I try to apply that same principle to whatever it is that I'm doing. And it just works. It just works. So it's crazy because like thinking back to your story and, and just hearing you talk about the mindset that has taken you to where you are. Like, I think back to your, you're talking about humility right? Like that was a big thing. You're talking about self-awareness and these things came in these different experiences in your life. And like this self-awareness came from almost this like forced meditation for 19 months in in the hole. And then this humility is this desire to say, you know what? I don't know what I can do. I have been locked up for years. I have found someone who is more successful than me. Like let's admit it right from the bat. Like, I don't have the skills. I do not have the understanding of business. I don't know what I'm doing. You had the humility and the self-awareness to seek out individuals that you can learn from. And you opened yourself up. You opened yourself up to the idea of learning, the idea of mentorship. And that that's a powerful mindset to have. But it starts with the humility to say, like, I, I need help. 100%. And I think that is a, that's something that a lot of people struggle with is the ability to say, I need help. I don't know. I can't do this. I don't understand it. I don't know how to do this. So the same thing yeah. with going into the staffing company, I don't know anything about it. And so I just watch and I learn from other people uh, and I just, I sponge information. I ask questions. You have to ask so many questions in order to, to, to get an understanding of something. Yes. And then when COVID hit, everything got laid off, uh, including that job. And instead of being like, well, there, that goes the end of my life. I was in the best position ever of my life, a career, everything. Well, that's over. I took to YouTube. I'm like, well, let's jump on YouTube. I watched, I seen a reactor on YouTube. I'm like, if he can do it, I can do it. No problem. So I just turned on the camera, turned on the computer, and started doing it. And I don't know anything about computers. I'm literally the like not very smart when it comes to computers. Been in Block Prison my whole life. Uh, so I just I started to research. You can Google anything. Then I started learning how to do that. So I started doing the YouTube. And by time he came and offered me my hundred thousand dollar a year paid vacation nine to five career back. Love you, Mike, but I don't want it. Yeah. I have I have bigger goals. I have bigger dreams. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars in a day. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars in a year. And yeah. why not? Why can't I? I can do whatever I want to do. We there's nothing that we cannot achieve or accomplish in this life. My goals are the size of that mountain right there. That's this mountain right here. There you go. See that mountain? Let's see it. Oh, hold up. It's a little bright out there. Might have to adjust a little bit. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, now, I'll, I'll take your word for it that it's out there. It is outside. but Massive, yes. mountain. Massive mountain. You can see it. It's just, I wake up every day. I get a cup of coffee. I go sit outside and I stare at that mountain every day. Mm. Every day. And it's just, I'm reminded of my goals, man. That's my goal. My goal is that big. And, and I passed up that amazing career, not knowing if this is going to succeed, but knowing that it's not going to fail. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, it's worth it's worth pursuing your goal, right? One hundred percent. Someone can't buy out your your ambition. And like, no, and, no one and can pay for your goal to go away. You know, they, all, that's all you have. And they tried. It's funny because I was talking with my girl uh, about it right before we moved here, and she she had expressed concern that he was going to dangle a carrot. Like, because he wanted me to stay. He offered me a nice offer <laughs> to stay, yeah. to come back to work at this company in Cleveland and stay there. And I turned it down because my mm. goals are more important than what you're offering. You, I can't, I won't sell out my dream. I won't sell out my goals. Uh, and and you, you can't fail when you have ambition like that. When you have belief in yourself and ambition like that, you can't fail. Yeah. And even if, if you do fail in the worst circumstances, you spent your life pursuing what made you happy. Mm. And that's not a failure. That's a success. Yeah. Well, look, so ambition and goals are, are different, I think, right? Because it's one thing to dream big, but it's another to be driven to bring those dreams into reality, right? And here you are coming out of jail. No, no formal education. I mean, you no. were in there through high school, college, twenties, all <laughs> of it, right? So it's not like you had this formal education that said, "Hey, when you know, Sonny, when you get out of jail, uh, go take this degree you have and and start applying for jobs." I mean, what can you say to someone who feels like they just don't have what it takes? They don't have the the background to bring their dreams into reality. I mean, what, what should they be working on? What actionable steps can help bring their dreams into reality for them? Write your obituary. Ooh. One of the most profound exercises I've ever done in my life. Write your obituary from the perspective of five people, from your mm. spouse, your kids, your best friend, your coworker, uh, and your parents. Or if they were alive, or pick somebody else that is really significant to you. But what age were you when you died? What did what What are these people going to say about you when they take that podium at the end of your life? And if you apply yourself to that that exercise and you do it right, it took me months to do it. it took me a couple months to do it, and probably four or five different times. Um, but when you do it and you get it down 100%, you now have a blueprint to what you want in life, to how you want to live, to what goals you want to accomplish. You have a freaking roadmap to it. Mm. And all you got to do is follow it. How do I yeah. get there? This is what I wanted to accomplish. This is the business I wanted to be in. How do I start that business? What do I have to do to start that business? And then eliminate all the negativity from your life because there's going to be people that say, you can't do that. You can't do that. They said, when I got out, they told me that my, I could, the best I would be able to hope for is like a minimum to, you know, mid-level paying job in a factory and have a, 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 a good life. You're yeah. full of shit. <laughs> what? I don't accept that. I don't accept that at all. Negative. Man. You can do anything you want to do. And you attribute that too to surrounding yourself with people, right? That, that help that. Cancer kills you. Cancer kills uh, whatever it touches. 
And if you keep negative people, negative people are cancer because they don't believe. A, they don't believe that they can do it. B, they don't feel they're worthy of receiving that kind of, of life. They may have these, I want to be a millionaire. I want to have a man, but they don't feel worthy of it. They don't feel mm-hmm. that they're worthy. They don't have enough value in themselves to believe that they're worthy. We are, you have a one in 400 trillion chance of being born. When, when your father impregnated your mother, there was a one in 400 trillion chance that you were, were going to be born. That means you are special, Ryan Sheckle. That means you are a, you, you beat the greatest odds on the, the, the earth has ever known. To be here, every single human being walking this earth was special enough to beat those odds. The difference is some of us recognize how lucky we are, and we're not going to waste that. We're not going to waste that one in 400 trillion chance. What do you say to someone who feels like they don't have, like, like they can't write their own obituary, like they don't have even the dream? Find one, have one, sit down and talk to yourself or talk to to a professional, find a mindset coach, find a motivational speech coach, talk to somebody, reach out and tell somebody, put a post out on Facebook. Shit. I don't have goals or dreams. Someone help. Somebody's going to respond to that. I'm sure that'll get plenty of responses. Right. Right. You're going to get most people like, like what I, whenever I see a negative one, I'm just going to ignore it because I don't like negative posts. But if I were to see a post like that, I would put a question down there. Like, Mm. what's the problem? (laughs) You know, what are your dreams? What are your goals? And that starts the dialogue. Somebody's going to respond to it. And you reach back out and interact and say, I I don't have a goal. I don't have a dream. I don't have a desire. How do I find one? And just sit down and write it out, man. People, because we're stuck in this little digital prison that we've all put ourselves in with these phones and, and people don't sit down and write anymore. Grab a pen and a piece of paper. Find out what makes you passionate. Sit down. If money and time were of no consequence, what would you be doing with your life? That's what you're passionate about. I'm a multimillionaire. I'm 30 years old and I have all the time in the world. What would I do? Yeah. And if it's sitting around playing video games, my guy, you need to sit down and reevaluate your life. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So what was your obituary? Oh, it was long. It was a long one, but uh, it was, I want to do, I want to be known as a a motivator. I want to be known as somebody who came to this world and changed it and left it better than what I found it. And somebody that saved people's lives and taught people how to be better tomorrow Mm -hmm. than they were today. The true definition of nobility, you know, to be noble is to be better tomorrow than I was today. Mm -hmm. And and you keep that in mind every day. And I to to be a musician, to be able to make music that touches people and moves people, even if it's one person. If I find one person that just thinks my music is the freaking bee's knees, that goal is accomplished. I want to be known as a great father, somebody who loves his children with just passion because I do. I love my sons to no end. Mm. And, and those are the things that are in my obituary. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to ask you too, because you do speak a lot about being a father and I could tell it is so important to you and just the love that you have for your kids. You know, it, it, it's crazy to think about, but oftentimes you hear that, that people who have been molested end up molesting as an adult, right? How do you realize that and come to not the realization, but how do you break the cycle of negativity? Like how do you take something that happened in the past and just eliminate it to never happen again in the future? It's, I mean, it's a probably, it's a very unpopular opinion, I'm sure, but I don't think that just because somebody was molested, that's why they grew up to be a pedophile. Sure. I think a pedophile is predisposed to be a pedophile. Mm. I just think it's who you are as, as a person. And people are going to hate me for that, but castrate them or kill them because It's a nine-year-old does not possess the capacity to accept sexual action. (laughs) Doesn't possess the capacity for that. I don't give a shit what people say. And I know there's a big movement of, oh, well, you know, age does, or what is it? Love has, knows no age. Bullshit. Mm. Bullshit. A seven-year-old can't make that decision. And if you told Sonny, said, hey, Sonny, stop liking women. It's against the law. I'm going to jail. Yeah, I'm not going to stop liking women. A pedophile is predisposed and sexually attracted to children. That's just what it is. And if you can't control your urges because you know in your core it's wrong as fuck, then you should be castrated or you should be put down. We put down rabid animals. Humans are animals. We just have a little bit more intellect. Mm. If you can't control that urge, you, you, you should have your privilege of being alive revoked because all you're going to do is destroy someone's life. That's what, that's what, what sexually molesting a child destroys their fucking life. It ruins their self-esteem. It ruins their trust in adults. It ruins their confidence. It turns them in, into something they were not intended to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like, man, Sonny, like you, you had a, you had a crazy life and speaking with you and just like hearing from you when we've got, you know, some mutual friends and it's just like, you're not that guy. And I know you, I know you went through a phase in your life where it was ruining your life. I mean, would you change it now? I mean, you're an amazing guy with an amazing outlook. So would you change that? Like it, it, it did ruin your life to an extent. Wouldn't change one thing that's ever happened in my life. I regret nothing. I, I look at all of my abuse and everything uh, as a blessing because I feel like all of these things had to happen to me so that I have the ability to teach other people how to get over it because mm. pedophiles are a thing. They exist. They're not going away. And being that as it is, there's going to be victims. And a lot of victims don't know how to reach out for help. They don't know how to process. They don't know how to deal. They don't know how to to understand that it's not their fault. They don't know that they're still a beautiful and lucky and special human being for being here. They've had that 
just taken from them. And somebody has to be able to speak out about it. You know, it's not common. One in three boys are molested in this in this country. Jeez. One in three boys are molested. And not many speak out about it. Not many speak out. And especially oh. somebody that looks like me, I'm not dumb to, you know, I'm not ignorant to the fact that there's not a lot of people that look like me. I have a certain image and I talk about my molestation. I talk about being victimized and people, it inspires people. I've had a lot of people that have hit me up and said, bro, that happened to me too, man. And seeing you, hearing you talk about it and seeing you own it like that has given me the strength to speak out about it. That's why I was here. That's what I was put here for. That's why I had to endure it. I don't regret anything and I wouldn't change one thing about my life that has ever happened to me. Because it doesn't hurt me now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and look, it's it goes to show that like you weren't you weren't born to live a, a staffing job, right? Facts. You have a much bigger purpose Facts. than that, and, and and you are living that purpose, and you're living proof that you should pursue that purpose and not settle for something that that doesn't bring meaningfulness in your life. You know, it's not saying that if you don't have if you have a job and you feel like you have to to work in your job and you're not satisfied with it, there's definitely ways to, to still have meaning and to, no doubt. and to reach out, you know, and do nonprofit work. And, but no. I absolutely believe that the path you're on is, is the path for you. And, and it's, it's amazing what you're doing. Um, Thank you I'm, so much, man. Yeah. I'm proud it, of you for it, man. It's a, and, a humbling uh, honor to be able to live the life that I, I have. For real, mm. it's it's a blessing every day I wake up. I'm so freaking thankful for what I have and and the ability to live this life. For sure, and it's such a it's 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 such a great perspective, and it's Thanks, refreshing man. to hear someone who has been through what you've been through that can share that perspective. Because I know for a fact that there are so many people out there that have been through through terrible situations and are struggling struggling for a glimmer of hope and just knowing that someone like yourself can go through that and seeing you come out the other side and hearing you with the passion and the smile and, and just making all your dreams happen. No it's uh, it's an inspiration. It Thanks, truly man. is. And if uh, anybody that's listening, if, if you're going through it and you don't know how, feel free to reach out to me. I'm, I'm yeah, there. So how can people, how can people find you, man? Uh, Sonny Von Cleveland everywhere. You can Google it. You can website SonnyVonCleveland.com. Facebook, everything is just Sonny Von Cleveland. You can find me. I'm the easiest person in the world to find. You are very Googleable. I don't right. know if that's the word, but you're, right. you are you're right. easy to find. Right. Very um, easy to find. YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything. You send me a message, I'm going to respond. Nice. And a couple last questions that I'd like to ask. Um, So you did do some deep dives uh, reading while you're in the hole. What's the most impactful book you've ever read? There's a book by a guy named, I think, Mark Sanborn that's called The the Fred Factor. Mm. Uh, And it was a story about a... a guy who worked in a theater, like a bellhop in a theater. Okay, and he he lived that every day for years. He did it. What people didn't understand is that he loved the job that he had because he helped so many people. He went at it. He kept the theater immaculate. It looked beautiful. He made shit for money, 
And people are like, why don't you do something better? Why don't you do something better? Because his passion was making people smile and seeing people come through every day and, and living that life. That was his passion. And he taught this to a young man who was at the end of his rope in his life. And he was frustrated with his job and frustrated with his life. And he taught that having something so simple and having a passion like that uh, is fulfillment in your life. And that's all you need. Uh, it's about what you want in life. It's about what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time since I read it, but the Fred factor uh, by Mark Sanborn is, was just a, such an incredible book. And then uh, the Prince by Machiavelli ah. was another phenomenal book. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's crazy to think about like money, not being an important currency, right? Right. Like there, there's so many other things that can bring value into your life. It doesn't have to be monetary. And and that's a great, it sounds like the Fred factor is an amazing story. Just kind of showcasing that concept. It's a great. Book. Um, if you could have a drink with anyone in the world, who would it be? What would you drink and why past or present? Denzel Washington. Uh, I'd have a tequila sunrise. Uh, with Denzel Washington, and I would pick his brain for hours. <laughs> Man. For well, if you're having tequila with Denzel, the rock might actually come. I mean, he'd probably bring his own tequila, but he might be able to, uh, to get involved. Listen, you can, you can shoot me in the face at that point. I'm a happy man. I get the rock and Denzel together. But Corey Taylor is also another massive, massive influence in my life in musical. So if okay. I could have a drink with Corey Taylor... That would be something. Yeah. Man. And then uh, if you were to write an autobiography, what would the subtitle be? Sonny Von Cleveland. I'm actually in the process of, of working on that, actually. Uh, we are writing Secret, the book. Secrets out. What's the subtitle? Uh, we, we, it's, it's the, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, I don't know. Anything's mm-hmm. achievable. I, I don't know. I, I have a, my, I know the quote that would be in the inside of that book, uh, that? which is my favorite quote of all time by Mark Twain. Uh, Let us endeavor to live that when we come to die, even the undertaker will mourn. Uh, and that quote has resonated with me from the moment that I read it. And uh, it, it'll be on the inside of that book for sure. Man, no doubt. I love it. He's got some good ones, Mark Twain. But Sonny, man, thank you so much for your time, dude. This is this is a lot of fun. I I really hope that someone can hear this and understand that anything is possible in their life. Anything. And I hope they reach out to you if they need you because, dude, you are an inspiration. Your story is amazing, and and you have got. It's, it's crazy to say you have got a bright, bright future ahead of you. And uh, thanks so much for your time, man. No doubt. I appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you so much, my friend.